It'll never work, McGee. What do you mean, it'll never work? You claim that you can fix this radio set so it'll tune in programs that were broadcast years ago? I'm rewiring it so I can tune it to different years instead of different stations, you see? No, I don't. Well, look, Tootsie, according to the McGee theory of radio Dianetics, which I'm the guy that thought it up, I claim that when you hear a broadcast once, that ain't necessarily the end of it, you see. It don't just disappear. In other words, old radio programs never die. This is Fibber McGee with Frank Brazee on the Golden Days of Radio. Next, the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring one of the great radio shows of all time, Fibber McGee and Molly. Not long ago, Jim Jordan, better known as Fibber McGee, was our guest on the golden days of radio. His program, Fibber McGee and Molly, began broadcasting in the late 30s and within the next five years was the most popular show on the air. Jim and Marion Jordan began their careers in Chicago in the mid-30s and not long after that they started their own radio show. The title of the program was Smack Out and the show was centered around a grocery store that was always just smack out of everything. A few years later the title was revised and it became Fibber McGee and Molly. During the 40s, when I was doing shows at the NBC studios at Sunset and Vine in Hollywood, I remember the cast of the program rehearsing every Monday and Tuesday. And at 6.30 on Tuesday nights, the show would go on the air coast to coast to the delight of the millions who tuned in. Right now, here's a rare treat in store. It's the Fibber McGee and Molly show from the evening of Tuesday, April 21st, 1949. The Johnson's Wax Program with Vibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Vibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Bud Steffen, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. There are three things every man takes a fling at at least once in his life. Carrying a cane, raising a mustache, and smoking a pipe. Well, the squire of 79 Wistful Vista quit carrying a cane when he tripped over it and fell into a mud puddle. He gave up his mustache because it made him look like a schnauzer. But look who's coming up the front walk at 79 with a new dudeen in his puss. Yes, it's himself, of Fibber McGee and Molly. I'm home. I'm home, and I got a surprise for you. A surprise? Well, how nice. What is it? Well, shut your eyes and sniff, baby. Well, it's no use, dearie. All I can detect is that horrible pipe. Hmm. And that smells like boiling varnish. Come on, tell Mother. What is the surprise? Well, yeah, well, it's the pipe. (laughs) 
I got a new pipe. See, I'm smoking it. Or I would if I could keep it lit. Oh, well, that is a surprise. Yep. Much more of a surprise than a new Easter hat. Or two dozen long-stemmed, smelly old American beauty roses. <laughs> Where'd you get it? Drugstore. It was gave me. Free. It was what? Free. Didn't cost me a cent. All I had to do was buy this generous trial-sized can of tobacco. Three pounds. <laughs> trial-sized? Yeah. What trial were they thinking of? Nuremberg? <laughs> Why, there's enough tobacco there to wear out 12 auctioneers. <laughs> well, I'll smoke it, don't worry. It's a new brand they just got in from England at Kramer's Drugstore. Old Mustard Mouth. <laughs> Old Mustard Mouth. Yep. Sounds like a nice, cool smoke. Yeah. Well, they speak very highly of it on the can. It says a bland blend created for the particular smoker by Perique and Sons, tobacconist by appointment to His Royal Highness William of Orange. William of Orange? Yep. Well, history doesn't say what he died of, but I think I know now. <laughs> Boy, I can hardly wait to get this pipe packed. I should have took up a pipe long ago. You know, I'll look wonderful with a pipe. Yes, sir. You saw the end of cigars around this house, Molly. The ends were all I ever did see of your cigars anyway. <laughs> The chewed up, burnt out, soggy, wet end. Well, that's over. I'm a pipe smoker now. Where's the match? Right here. Thanks. My goodness. It's a noisy little thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sounds like a small boy reaching the bottom of a strawberry soda. Hmm. Well, wait till I get it going good. You love seeing me smoke a pipe. I'll... Come in. Oh, it's Oli from the Elks Club, McGee. Hello, Oli. Hi, Oli. Hello, Mrs. <laughs> well, McGee, what you doing? Fumigating? <laughs> no, I just got a new pipe. Kind of hard to get it lit. Well, you just keep puffing. You got plenty of in to spare. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need a match, McGee. No, thanks. I'll get it going okay. A new pipe is always hard to get broke in. Well, how's everything at the Elks, Oli? Are you keeping busy? Oh, for a janitor, it's always plenty of work, missus. The Whistle Whistle Elks Club is a job that keeps me yumping. <laughs> yeah, so what? You get paid good money for it, don't you? Oh, money's good, sure. What there is of it, but I don't need no wheelbarrow that took it home. <laughs> Here, you need match again, McGee. Thanks. When I get pay envelope, it's took out income taxes, took out social insecurity, took out old age pension, <laughs> took out insurance. With all the took outs, it comes out almost even. My goodness, it doesn't leave you much, does it? When I see what it leaves me after I work all my life, Mrs., I think I have engraved on my tombstone, Herr Lies Ole, he was just doing it in his time. <laughs> Well, at least you're raising a family, boy. That's something these days. Yes, how is your family, Oli? All well? Oh, the kids are fine, missus. Fine kids, too. I got to go to school, though, and talk to the teacher about Christina. Oh? I don't know what goes on at high school with Christina. What's wrong? Christina Flunk or something? No, she make good grades, McGee. Mm -hmm. Last week, she's in track meet, too. Mm. Here's another match, McGee. Thanks. <laughs> 
Athletic, is she, Ollie? Sure. Today she brings home big cups she wins. Uh-huh. She says it's loving cup. Oh, swell. Won a loving cup, huh? Sure. I don't know what they're teaching my kids. If they win cups for that, I go found out. You know? <laughs> Got a match, Molly? Oh, never mind. Here's one. <laughs> McGee, is it always that hard to get a pipe started? Mm. You're busier with your matches than a Lonely Hearts Bureau. Well, it takes a while to break it in, is all. It'll stay lit after a while. Say, speaking of staying lit, have we heard from Uncle Dennis lately? <laughs> no, we haven't. I was wondering. Come in. Oh, it's Mayor Latrivia. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Hiya. Latrivia, come in. Oh, hello, Molly. Well, new pipe, McGee? Yep, breaking in a new briar, boy. Oh, gone it, it's out again. You got a match? Yeah, here's one. What are you smoking? Eraser crumbs? <laughs> it's a new brand of tobacco, Mr. Mayor. Old Mustard Mouth, it's called. Yeah. Oh, Old Mustard Mouth. Eh? That's an interesting name. Mm. What's it made of? Suitcase handles? <laughs> No, sir, this is a very fine tobacco, boy. This stuff was made up originally for an English king, William of Orange. Orange, eh? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, now that you mention it, I believe I can smell the rinds. <laughs> you smoke a pipe, don't you, Mr. Mayor? I've seen men... Oh, look at the smoke now, Your Honor. Mm. That's going good now, McGee. Yeah, finally got a burning. <sighs> Now, how's that, Latrib? <laughs> well. <laughs> it's smoky. But as I said to Miss Tremaine yesterday... Oh, Phoebe I... Tremaine. How is she, Mr. Mayor? Yeah, how's yours and Doc Gamble's romance coming, Latrib? You still running a bad second? No, I am not running second. Oh? For your information, McGee, I spent all Sunday afternoon in the park with Miss Tremaine. Hmm? As a matter of fact, I... I held her hand. Oh. Her left hand, to be exact. Well, good for you, but why not her right hand? Uh, Dr. Gamble was holding that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, Fifi always enjoys the out of doors, though. She's quite a nature lover, you know. Trees and animals. Yeah? What kind of animals does she like best, Latrev? Mink, I believe. Mmm, oh. <laughs> look at her smoke now. Oh, Say, you just reminded me of an appointment I have downtown, McGee. Yeah? I'm to address a convention of meat packers. Hmm. Well, how in the world did McGee remind you of that, Mr. Mayor? Are you kidding, Molly? With that ham hanging there in a cloud of smoke? Good day. I knew how to keep this dead red pipe lit. I'm getting a Charlie horse in my arm from striking matches. Hey, Molly. Yes? Has the kid from the drugstore been here yet? No, what's he bringing? Tank of oxygen or pull motor? No. Matches. I only got a handful left. Got the original pipe full of tobacco in this pipe, but I've used up enough matches to scare the pants off the forestry department. <laughs> well, personally, I think the matches burn with more fragrance than that tobacco. Uh, this room smells like... Oh, it must be Kramer's delivery boy with the matches. Come in. Oh, hello there, Milton. Hi, Milt. Bring me some matches. Sure, here's a whole carton of them. Thanks. You like that old mustard mouse tobacco, Mr. McGee? 
Well, he wouldn't know, Milton. He's only smoked matches so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it's a fine tobacco, Milt. Tell better, of course, when I get this pipe broke in proper. You don't smoke yet, do you, Milt? Oh, no, not until I'm 21. Yeah. I don't think it would be good for me. Very sensible, Milton. It wouldn't be good for you at your age. No. no I'll say it wouldn't. My old man would slap the skin off of me. <laughs> I smoked one of his cigars once. Oh, a cigar, eh? Make you sick, Milt? No, just kind of dizzy. Uh-huh. I went inside and lay down for a while with everybody cackling at me. And then I woke up and found I was in the hen house. <laughs> that cured me all right. <laughs> of smoking? No, wearing my good clothes when I do it. <laughs> well, I got to get back to the store. Uncle Ed will beef his brains out. Oh, I didn't know Kramer was your uncle, Milt. You just work for him after school, don't you? Yeah, for pocket money. Hmm. Pocket money? Yeah, Uncle Ed won't let me have clothes with pockets in them as long as I handle the cash at the soda fountain. So I'm saving up for him. Okay. Bye now. So long. <laughs> bad kid as kids go and as kids go he can <laughs> ah now for a good satisfying smoke where's those matches oh yeah McGee do you have to cross your eyes when you light that thing yeah I can't see the end of the pipe if I don't I think a pipe is kind of becoming to me don't you Molly ever notice how thoughtful and studious uh, pipe smokers always look yes but uh, well I ain't kidding Tootsie they're studying about how to keep the dad-ratted things burning. <laughs> if I can get it burning proper, you'll hand me a match. Thanks. You'll... You'll... I'm surprised more criminals don't smoke yeah. pipes. You haven't finished a sentence since you started with that thing. <laughs> well, as soon as I get the knack of keeping it burning, I'll show you what... Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Well, when did you start smoking a pipe? You mean when will he start, Mr. <laughs> Wilcox? As soon as he gets it lit. Give him another three days. It's a new pipe, Junior. New pipes don't stay lit good. I've got a TL for you, pal. Old pipes don't stay lit any better. No? But where'd you get that heater, pal? Christmas present? He got it at Kramer's Drugstore on a bargain offer, Mr. Wilcox. Yep. It was free with seven pounds of old saddle blanket tobacco. <laughs> it was three pounds of old mustard mouth tobacco. Oh. Well, I'm afraid you got the short end of that offer, pal. The only way Kramer can sell that loco weed is to throw something in with it. Oh, yeah? And you'd be surprised what people have suggested. <laughs> there are all kinds of bargain offers, I guess, Mr. Wilcox. Molly, for gosh sakes, don't you realize... I'm what? glad you said that, Molly. What? what? What'd I say? Oh, you said about, about bargain offers, because yeah. you're so right. <laughs> hey, hey, look, look. Waxy. Yes, pal? Can you tell me how I can keep this pipe lit? Sure, get some different tobacco, pal. Yeah? That old mustard mouth is no good. No? My cousin, Big Mirsham Wilcox, the radio actor, used to smoke that. Oh. And what happened to him? His skin turned sort of a mailbox green. Oh. <laughs> My gosh, that's awful. Yeah, but he looks sensational on television. Really? <laughs> I think he was kidding. This must be a good tobacco, or they wouldn't give away a pipe with three pounds of it. They'd give you a pipe with one pound. They could afford to give you the pipe and the tobacco just for your match business. Yeah. You know, I'm getting kind of like the taste of matches. <laughs> one of these days, I'm liable to throw the pipe away and just inhale matches. That's what you're doing anyway, so while yeah. I go out in the kitchen and make some cookies, now you... Come. Come in. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble, McGee. Mm. Do come in, doctor. Yeah. Come in and... 
Have a chair. Baby Spanker. Well, well, well. Look at Big Chief Swamp Fire sending up smoke signals. What are you burning in that coal scuttle? Carpet fluff? <laughs> well, it's a tobacco called Old Mustard Mouth, Doctor. But I wouldn't say he was burning it. So far, he's barely singed it. I can't keep the dad rather thing burning, Medicine Ball. You smoke a pipe? No, I don't. I consider a pipe a bulky nuisance. Yeah? You have to carry a cord and half of matches, a pipe reamer and scraper, a package of pipe cleaners, something to tamp the tobacco down with, a pouch of tobacco, and an eyebrow pencil. <laughs> eyebrow pencil? Yes, if you drive a car and smoke a pipe, keep burning your eyebrows off. You just don't have enough patience, Doc. I have enough like you, my boy. ever smoke any of this tobacco, old mustard mouth? She means you. Oh. No, I haven't, but I've treated people who have. Yeah? That's not a bad tobacco, McGee. No? If you don't mind your hair falling out, your teeth coming loose, and an aroma of just having fallen into a vat of dill pickles. It does have rather a peculiar fragrance, Doctor. Fragrance? Smells like a hot box on a cattle train. Now, look, scatter skull. What was the object in taking up pipe smoking, anyhow? Well, I don't know. There's something kind of thoughtful-looking about pipe smokers. Kind of dignified, studious, intellectual-looking. Oh, eggplant. <laughs> With that stench bomb protruding from your face, you look about as intellectual as the third man from the bottom on a lightning-struck totem pole. Well, heavenly days, what a lovely insult. Doctor, if I wasn't the dignified pipe-smoking type... I'll I'd... get that, Molly. I told my office I'd be here. Hello, Gamble speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Mrs. Clatterhatch. Her again. Oh, is that again, Mrs. Clatterhatch? No, I'm afraid those wrinkles are there to stay, Mrs. Clatterhatch. <laughs> no, facial cream won't do a bit of good. Sorry, Mrs. Clatterhatch. You're a fine guy to consult. You might at least have let her down easy, give her a little hope. Say, how old is Mrs. Clatterhatch, Doctor? Oh, about 23. 23 and worried about a few wrinkles? Oh, not her wrinkles. She's having company for lunch and wanted to know how she could smooth out some prunes. Oh. That dreaded out again. Where's the match, Molly? On the sink there, dearie. Watch the cookies now. They're still hot. Okay. Ah, this dad red thing is harder to break into than the Third National Bank. <laughs> Out again. Doggone it. What's the matter with this pipe, anyhow? It won't burn. You said it. And by George, I'll whip this thing yet. I give up cigars and took up a pipe. And by George, when I give up something and take up something, nothing's going to make me give up what I just took up, either. <laughs> I'm going to fix this. Who's that? It's only me, Wallace Wimple. Anybody home? Oh. <laughs> I'm here in the kitchen, Mr. Wimple. Come on out, Wimp. Hello, folks. I was just going to... Oh, my, Mr. McGee. Are you smoking a pipe? He's trying to, Mr. Wimple, but the pipe won't cooperate. The score so far is one teaspoonful of tobacco and one washtub full of matches. Yeah. Having a little trouble getting this baby to burn, Wimp. Got to get it broke in. My, I just love to see a man with a pipe. I had a pipe one time, Mrs. McGee. Oh. Mm, but no more. Oh, did you lose it, Mr. Wimple? No. I was going out with my pipe in my mouth one time, and Sweetie Face said, Sweetie Face, that's Mrs. Wimple. Yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie Face, that's 
sweetie face said, Wallace, you didn't kiss me goodbye. Uh So I quick turned around and kissed her without taking the pipe out of my mouth. (laughs) Sweetie face lost two front teeth and I lost my pipe. (laughs) Well, that's tough, Wimp. Yes. (laughs) And it blew such beautiful bubbles, too. Well, I always think, dad rat the dad rat a thing, it's out again. I'm so full of phosphorus from these matches, I... I never will forget the first time I ever smoked, Mrs. McGee. Yeah? I sneaked out behind the woodshed and made a real cigarette out of Bull Durham. (laughs) Bull Durham? How did it affect you, Mr. Wimple? Well, (laughs) did you ever see the bull on a package of Bull Durham turn white right before your eyes? Yeah. I still get embarrassed every time I think of it. Oh, well, that's nothing to get embarrassed about, boy. Kids all try it and they all get sick. How old were you? Oh, this was just yesterday. Say, are those cookies on the sink, Mrs. McGee? They look wonderful. Yes, I just baked them, Mr. Wimple. If you'd like some, Dad Ratted, it's out again. Why don't this thing burn? I've struck enough Dad Ratted matches to... Where's their match, Molly? Now, take it easy, Uh... The rest of the matches are in the living room. Personally, I wish you'd give it up. Did you ask me if I wanted some cookies? Dad Ratted, I'll get this thing to burn around all the reason why. No Dad Ratted two-bit fire is gonna lick me hot. Ooh, doesn't he get excited? Say, did you ask if ah, I wanted Ah, some... there goes a good kid, Mr. Wimple. <laughs> and stubborn as a blue-nosed mule. Yes. Did you ask if I wanted some... He cookies? knows that I thought the worst mistake he ever made was letting the man at the drugstore give him that pipe. But will he admit it? Mr. Wimple, I, I made a back... Uh, back like oh, that. thank you, Mrs. McGee. They have to file two because... Hey, Molly. I got it. I got this pipe deal whipped now, kiddo. I got the secret. You what, McGee? Got what secret? How to keep from having to light this pipe every minute. Come here. I got it going now. Okay. Well, good for you. I'm coming, dearie. I'll stay right here and watch the cookies, Mr. McGee. <laughs> What'd you do, dearie? What is it? Uh, I finally solved it, Tootsie. I finally got this dead-redded pipe to burn. Ah, this is great. I don't even see the pipe, or is it? Right there, kiddo. In the fireplace. <laughs> it's been burning for five minutes now, and my pipe troubled so I can light a cigar. <laughs> all the windows wide open. I'm smoking a cigar, kiddo. And I remember what you always say about the smell of my cigars. Well, close the windows and move your chair over near to me. Huh? Puff hard and blow the smoke my way. Huh? After that pipe and old mustard mouth tobacco, your cigars smell wonderful. Well, they're really pretty awful. I know. I was speaking comparatively. Oh, good night. Good night, all. <laughs> wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio and our salute to Jim Jordan and Fibber McGee and Molly. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more stars and personalities from radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service. <laughs>